0: Now I was mentioning a moment or two ago we've got a national initiative that's being proposed by the former parliamentary budget officer Kevin Page. He's talking about a national pharmacare program but if Canadians want one their taxes are gonna have to go up. Let's see how uh, Kevin Page plays this all out for us. Uh, Kevin it's good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon.
1: Great to be with you John.
0: So uh, a national pharmacare program is a good idea but so is raising taxes to fund it. Tell us what you mean.
1: Yeah, John, so, I mean, this idea is really, um, it was actually part of the 2015 election campaign. Both liberals and the NDP talked about creating a national pharmacare program. And as you alluded to, like, we've been talking about, we talked about this in the 60s. There was a a Royal Commission effort. There was a a national roundtable in the 90s. Um, Premier Romano in 2002 released another, like, Royal Commission report, all recommending that we have a national pharmacare program. And I think the idea basically is can we lower drug costs because when, when, when uh, we look at the, the data, what are we spending on a per capita basis in Canada versus other countries, particularly European countries, they pay on average about 30% less on a per capita basis. And you know their coverage of their programs in terms of the drugs that are covered and who gets them is it tends to be um, better than what we we provide currently under a range of provincial programs. So I mean, then the question really is, could we could we do something similar to what exists in many other countries? So this is not really a new idea. And then the idea, like, who do we who pays for it is really the big question. So, and then I think there's going to be a turf war. There often is on these federal-provincial issues and who pays for it. And my guess is the premiers are going to say um, the feds should pay for it.
0: Well, all right. And So, of course, the feds will say, uh, no, the provinces should pay for it. But, you know, you've crunched the numbers, as I understand it, and you're going to present this to the premiers in St. Andrews, New Brunswick, later this week. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And uh, what are the cost savings as you've uh, gone through it, like based on individuals now paying or under coverage plans and so on and so forth, is there a cost saving at the end of the day, if we were to assume this as a taxpayer funded public uh, initiative?
1: Yeah, John. if we, if we looked at the kind of like the lower costs that are provided under public systems and our system is actually more private than public when it comes to drug coverage in Canada. So if we were able to get the kind of average, we call them like OECD costs, average European costs, um, you know we could probably save in the neighborhood of four to five billion dollars a year, so a pretty significant part when people think about like that that 's a national saving when we think about where would the deficit end up, where would the deficit be well, you know we 're waiting on premier, premier ford 's first update, but it could be in that that very range We could literally. Um, that would be like a savings to the wallet of, of Canadians. On the other hand, like we have a private sector system that would have to be transformed into a public sector system, and there's a whole range of issues that go with it. And I was listening to your your previous segment, and you are talking about uh, how President Eisenhower uh, planned D-Day. We would need um, maybe not quite that kind of effort, but it would be – there's a reason why we haven't been able to pull this off in, in past decades, and I think it would come to a, a level of cooperation and planning, and again, who pays the bill.
0: All right, but and there so are significant savings. Okay, if there are significant savings. then It stands to reason that uh, the obvious would be a federal program, since you've got all these moving parts provincially and territorially. So how would you fund that if you're saying taxes would need to be raised? What would be, say, the point of least resistance, because everybody puts up the hue and the cry when taxes go up?
1: I think it would be. Um, I, I think if it, it was a federal only system, and as you alluded to, John, there's different options, but the feds were to take this on. Right now, the federal government's sitting on a deficit. For this fiscal year, probably just under twenty billion dollars it would be it would be more than doubling the deficit, so um, you know and we are a two trillion dollar economy that 's like one percentage of GDP it would be like two percentage points of GDP the kind of deficit which would be a pretty big deficit for an economy with an unemployment rate less than six percent so I mean, again, how would you fund that 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 you know, that increase on the federal side? My guess is that they would have to look at taxes and would probably look at the GST. They have a little bit of fiscal room when we look at these things so the long term. It would be at least a couple of points on the GST. So, we, were, you know, Pr- Prime Minister Harper brought the GST down, the goods and service tax from 7 to 5%. We probably would have to raise it. Now, having said that, the provinces are also spending a lot of money in health care. Like in the province of Ontario, it's in the neighbourhood of $4 billion a year on drug programs. It's one of the fastest-growing programs in, in, um, you know, in the Ontario budget. So for them... T- you know, for the, if the feds took this on, that would be like a four billion dollar savings for the province of Ontario, which would go a long ways in terms of eliminating the deficit pressure right now. So it's complicated. It's not, maybe it's not it's not D day, but it, it is complicated.
0: Kevin Page is with us, founding president and CEO of the Institute for Public Finance of Public Finance and Democracy at the University of Ottawa, on this matter then of uh, a national pharmacare program. So what you're saying is uh, we would socialize the costs for individual Care, correct?
1: Correct. And actually, it sounds like, well, why haven't we already done that yet? It's amazing. If you're to lay out all the countries, uh, all the developed countries in the world, and you'd say like almost most of them have very large public sector, um, or they've already socialized their drugs. We're like, there's not that many, there's very few, really only the United States and Switzerland have, have, uh, have smaller public sector components, and they pay even higher costs. So it's one of those areas where Um, public sectors seem to have proven that through bulk buying uh, and through aggressive aggressive buying more use of generics that they've really driven down the cost so in Canada we spend roughly maybe in the neighborhood of $1,100 per person that's average over for Canadians Drug costs per year, you know, the OECD average is probably about 700. If we go to the UK, it's probably in the nature of $600 per per person on a Canadian dollar basis. Countries like New Zealand, it's like $500 per person. So they really drive down their costs. There may be some trade-offs in terms of the kind of drug options you get, but certainly you're going to get a lot more generics and a lot lower prices. Um, so, but again, it is complicated. It's more public sector.
0: It's less private. Um, and yeah, it was, which, sure which it leads did. me to wonder: Would you get resistance from big pharma or the insurers?
1: Well, actually, it, it, I think it will be a mixed opinion. Again, um, back to Eisenhower, we we'll need to figure out: like, how do we unwind the private sector? There'll be some. Uh, I mean, I think there'll be some concern from from the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, on the other hand, they may say that, you know, uh, we drive some of these prices down, we may see more volume, so there may be some offset. I think, again, in terms of the implementation of this program, uh, you know, I doubt that we would go to some, um, a full-blown, fully comprehensive universal system early on. It would probably start with something like more essential medicines and have to grow. So there, you could see in a path forward that there would be a need for uh, the private sector to kind of fill in some of those gaps.
0: Well, all right, that's kind of interesting, a two-tiered system. <laughs> so,
1: Well, we have, we have all of that now. Well, I,
0: I understand. I guess some people are saying it's inevitable that we go there as, as well with medical care, but uh, this is what the pitch will be to the premiers in St. Andrews, New Brunswick. They're gathering this week for the Council of the Federations meeting, and uh, Kevin Page, former Parliamentary Budget Officer, now founding President CEO of the Institute of Public Finance and Democracy at the University of Ottawa, will be delivering that pitch. Kevin, good to uh, get a preview from you. Appreciate it very much.
1: Great to be on your show, John.
0: All the best.